Whoops, the microphone was all the way down there. I have to cough. Ready? <coughs> oh my gosh. Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Martina Pod starring me, Martina. How are you doing? Hope you're having a wonderful day thus far. I've been having a good day. You know, I got up this morning i felt kind of woozy when i got up this morning because you know sometimes your body's just tired but i don't know why i was fighting the tiredness this morning where i was like no i need to get up but yeah so i got myself up cleaned my room took out the trash in my room you know i have east facing windows so the sunlight comes in my room every morning which is really nice I love it. Yummy. Yummy is my cat. She loves it. We're both just chilling on the bed right now. She is sunbathing. I'm listening to... Well, in the background, I'm listening to this radio. Have you heard the song Try a Little Tenderness by Otis Redding? I have been loving that song lately, but I hate how short the best part of that song is, like the end part. Whenever, if you haven't heard it, I highly recommend listening to it. It's a nice little jam, I think. But every time I think about this song, specifically, <laughs> that was so hard for me to say. Let me try again. Pretend you didn't hear that. Ready? Specifically, when I think about this song, I think about how to get away. No, shit. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Olivia Pope. What's her show called? Scandal. I was trying to remember her show. I think of Scandal because this is Olivia Pope's song, but it always happens whenever, specifically like sex scenes, like I'm not going to lie to you, uh, like whenever you can like feel tension, like building in something, or sometimes it's using like power, like powerful scenes, I guess, because if you listen to the song and try a little tenderness, it starts out very nice and just mellow. And then gradually, it just, like, you feel it, like, um, the beat increasing, the tempo increasing, just, just like, you just feel it in your bones. So I think it's a really good song. So I'm listening to a radio of that because that's just what I want to hear right now. And it has a lot of bops, you know. The Try a Little Tenderness Radio also has At Last by Etta James. You Send Me by Aretha Franklin. Send Me Some Lovin' by Otis Redding. We have Nothing Can Change This Love by Sam Cooke. That song's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Turn Your Lights Down Low by Bob Marley and the Wailers. And you might be like, really? It fits in this? Yeah, low-key, low-key. It kind of does. Uh, we have In a Sentimental Mood by Duke Ellington. We have Let's Stay Together by El- Al Green. I'm like just scrolling through this, seeing what we got. We got Signs Still Delivered. Ooh, now that's good. That's good for this, for Try a Little Tenderness Radio. That's a really good song to have there by Stevie Wonder. We have L-O-V-E Love by Al Green. I think I know that song. We have I'm In Love With You by Erica Badu and Stephen Marley. And we have Mama Said by The Shirley's. I'm really just loving this po- not podcast. Gosh, I'm loving the radio. So, we're going to keep that on the background. Oh my gosh, remember when Pandora was a thing? I'm sure Pandora is still a thing. Let me pan Dora. 
No, not the jewelry, but I knew you were going to say that. Pandora, what have you been up to lately? Sure, I'll accept cookies. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what the heck cookies are. I really don't. So Pandora has, you got Pandora free with personalized stations. Search and play what you want. Enjoy your favorite podcast. Okay, per pan- podcast on Pandora, unlimited skips unlocked by viewing an ad. Oh, dang. They put a little asterisk by there and then they got Pandora Plus. That's for $5 a month. Basically, this one doesn't have ads. Wait. Search to play what you want a lot by viewing ads. Oh my gosh. Pandora, Loki, Loki. I don't know who's listening to Pandora right now. Because the last time I, like, used Pandora actively, I was in fourth or fifth grade. Because I was there with my friend from elementary school. Hi, Kira. Um, and we used to just, like, listen to Pandora for One Direction and Nicki Minaj because that was like specifically Starships by Nicki Minaj that was kind of like our song really weird but we listened to One Direction a lot and Katy Perry and Taylor Swift <laughs> so she's like I don't know about you but I'm feeling 22 we were 11 so we're like I don't know about you but I'm feeling one in one and we were we thought we were comedians but it's really cute like, that's what I think of when I think of Pandora. I don't even know where Spotify came from. I don't know how Pandora let the game beat them so badly, you know? Like, Pandora and Skype. How are you guys going to be the base for everything? The pure foundation, and you going to let these new-gen people school you? I don't know. I don't know. Especially Skype. When the pandemic started, why did we not use Skype? Like, why, why is Zoom better than Skype? Because I feel like for, I, no one knew who the fuck Zoom was. And then here this dude go, surprisingly in 2020, there's just so happens to be this new video platform called Zoom. And you're like, okay, okay, like that's a little weird, but you know what, I guess I'll deal with it. How does Skype let them beat them so badly? That's kind of crazy. Um, This week, I've been watching... I have a fun fact about me is that I really love sitcoms. Just, like, sitcoms in general. Um, for example, I've watched all of Golden Girls from start to finish. Yes, every single episode. I've watched um, Modern Family... Not all of it, though. I'm taking a little breaky break from there. I've watched The Nanny. I've watched... Just recently, I finished How I Met Your Mother. That last season was ass, bro. That last season was so ass. I don't know if you've watched How I Met Your Mother. Um, I'll, I'll, Don't worry. I'm going to tell you about it. How I Met Your Mother, the main character, his name is Ted. Ted Mosby. And Ted is telling the story to his children of how he met, how I met your mother. Like, yeah, how he met their mother. Like, that's what he's telling his kids. And this show, I think it's about six or nine episodes. 
seasons long. I know that's a wide variety, like six or nine, like that's a big difference, but I really don't remember right now. And I watched it all, every single episode, and I'm not going to lie to you, it was, it's kind of good. Like, Ted is not my favorite character at all. <laughs> I do not like Ted Mosby. He is annoying. He is selfish. He is annoying. <laughs> I can't think of any other adjectives. He's just not a great person. You know, he's very much so like, oh, but I'm a nice guy. Why can't I get the girls? And you're like, because Ted, you're, you're like that. But what's really admirable about Ted Mosby, I feel, is that he treats every woman that he dates as if they're the love of his life which like for the viewer who's seeing Ted get into these relationships over and over and you know that's not the mother it's a little annoying you know because you're like you know this is like oh look at this nice girl what's wrong with her you know why did y'all break up you know that's how I felt while I was watching the show you see this nice person you're like wow this is a great one Ted oh what's wrong with her just this little thing off damn and that that's it and you keep moving on until you meet the mother and but like for the girls that ted dates i feel that that's one thing that they could say about ted like ted loves hard for sure and it's a trait about him sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but ted also has his friend marshall They've known each other since college. Marshall and his wife, Lily. They've also, Marshall, Lily, and Ted have known each other since college. Marshall and Lily, best couple ever. Best couple in the world, I feel. Like, they really love each other. They're just, like, they get married in the show, and they're just, like, a cute, constant couple. You know, like, they know each other, and they have their arguments, but they still come back to each other. It's really nice. I really love Marshall and Lily. Um, and then there's Barney. Barney's my favorite character. Barney's just, like, this really rich guy who plays women, <laughs> and he succeeds. Like, he's a successful hoe, and he does these elaborate schemes to get women, and it works every time, and it's, and he's really funny. Like, I know that it sounds like, ew, so he's just, like, he just, like, no, you don't understand, bro. Like, you just have to watch the show. He's goofy. I think that's what works for him. He's just mad goofy, and I love goofy characters. Um, and then there's Robin. Robin, you'll see in the pilot episode and constantly throughout the rest of the season because she's a regular. Ted has this thing for Robin. Robin is their friend. She wants to be a news reporter. That's, like, her main thing. Um, and in the pilot episode, Ted tries to get Robin and does not succeed. But... They end up being quote-unquote friends. And I say that because Ted is literally like... Ted is the guy friend that is friends with you only for the purpose of one day you'll come to them. Does that make sense? Like, And they get together and then they break up, right? But they still remain quote-unquote friends. There's this dude that Ted... Not dude. <laughs> there's this girl that Ted dates that like that's like a super great girl right like I'm not gonna spoil it spoil it like that but he'll but that girl they did not continue being together because she was like it's me or Robin and this man chose Robin like uh, 
I just, it's so, it's so annoying how much Ted loves Robin because their relationship is not healthy. The relationship is not healthy. The relationship is not good. But Ted is just going to love himself some Robin, which is admirable, I guess, for Robin if you if you want it to be. But the show up until the last season was really good because then you meet the mother and it's great. And then it doesn't matter, you know, like this last season just any ask anybody. It just ends so poopily. <laughs> yes, I did say that. Poopily. I do have a bachelor's degree. It ended poopily and I did not like it. No, I didn't. So I watched that what else have I watched? Oh well just recently. Like I love sitcoms. I love like trashy movies. Sometimes I watch I watch like movies or sitcoms out of like spite. <laughs> like <clears throat> like um or not spite per se but I feel like I love myself a good crappy movie you know like a good crappy show a good crappy movie I love it like like <laughs> like um those movies with um from like 1995 to about 2012 there's this genre is just like middle-aged white men humor movies that exist and if they're made in now like recently they're usually like rated r like 2012 like the best ones are like rated r pg-13 but if you go into like 1995 you want to look at PG or PG-13 because they're, cause they're not gonna really going to be rated R. But, like, they're there and they exist. And I like to call them, so, yeah, white men, middle-aged humor. Like, sometimes it's, like, dad jokes directed towards them. Or, like, the humor will be, like, grotesque in a way that's only, like, oh, ew. But, like, a dude would probably be, like, Ew, dude, but still laugh and watch it, you know, um, it's also kind of like stoner humor, which I really mess with, I like humor that's like not that hard to understand, because low-key, low-key, you be taking me a really long time to understand things, and like, I'm just a slow thinker, and like, I'm gonna get it eventually, but just know it's gonna take me a while for like me to get it, so whenever they have like those kind of like humor bits and movies that it's like really easy to understand like definitely made for a stoner to be like oh haha you know I love those um but recently so I said I watch movies like really bad ones or like like bad good movies you know my cat is over here licking herself like get into it girl I'm glad you're comfortable enough with me to share this part of you I guess and it's weird every time it's like how you gonna lick your body it's like girl have you ever heard of a shower ever heard of a loofah get yourself a nice little loofah change your life will change your life but whatever so for like the last week yeah like literally this week I've been watching Martin on HBO Max on Max (laughs) <laughs> I've been watching Martin on Max, 
And if you don't know what Martin is, Martin is a 90s black show. It's like one of those classic black shows starring Martin Lawrence. He plays the main character, Martin Payne, and he basically holds a podcast. (laughs) He is a radio show host, like a star of, like that's his income, a radio show host. And then it has his girl, Gina. Gina is like, I want to think, She's some type of, like, businesswoman, like a successful businesswoman. I don't know what exactly, but it's a white-collar job. She is, and her outfits, oh, my God, every episode, especially when she's going to work with her and her friend Pam. Pam is her best friend. Pam and Martin hate each other, and not, like, hate in, like, a cute way. Like, hate, (laughs) oh, my God, the tension. Like, hate, like, those niggas hate each other. Like, they do not want to be around each other at all. Like, but they're going to because they both love Gina, but... Martin will see him and be like, hey, ugly. She'll be like, hey, fat ass. And, like, that's it. And they're, like, so dead ass about it, too. So, there's that. Um, There's a Pam and Gina work together. Then there's um, Cole. Cole is the... I don't know what age... Excuse me. I don't know what age group these people are. I want to say they're in, like, their late 20s, approaching 30s. Like, about, you know, about the same age as, like the people and friends, you know, like, they meet each other at a certain point in their lives where, like, if they went to college, they already did it, they're settled into their careers, and they're just, like, a friend group in, like, their older ages, you know, you know, classic, um, like, they're not 30 yet, but they're approaching it, but it's gonna be a couple years before they approach it, you know, so, then, so, there's this dude, Cole, Cole is in that age group, and he lives with his mama. And that's not the bad part about Cole. It's just that he has so many things to say for somebody that lives with his mom, you know? Like, you 27, 28 years old, talking about how women need to be in their place and how women need to do rah, rah, rah. And it's like, Cole, don't you live with your mama? Like, he is the loudest. (laughs) He is the loudest dude in that whole place. And then there's also, um, I can't remember his name. Oh, my gosh. He's, like, the best character. Uh, You're like, Martina, why can't you remember his name? It's like, you don't understand. I'm really bad at remembering names. Like, I'm really surprised I even went this far, like, knowing their names. Okay, hang on. I'm on Google. His name is Tommy. Yeah, so, and then there's Tommy, who is a friend of the group, he's, like, a friend of Martin's, and this is, like, their friend group, so it's Martin, Gina, Pam, Cole, Tommy, there's five of them, um, and they use, in the main, uh, setting, I guess, would be Martin's apartment, the secondary setting would be the radio show, like, the place that Martin does his radio show, and then the tertiary one would probably be Pam, not Pam, would be Gina's apartment, right? But the main one is Martin's. So there's five of them. And this show, I think, like, you have to get used to the humor of the show because the first time you watch it, you might be like, oh my gosh, this is kind of cringy. But you realize that, like, in the show, they act so, like, they act like, you can tell that this was recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> like, that's all I'm going to say. Because when you watch a play in real life or when you watch somebody perform in real life, you know that the actors have to do too much. You know, like, when you're on the stage, you have to make your 
you have to make your actions the most so that the people even in the far back will be able to understand what's going on just by looking at your body right so they do a lot in martin they be like they like you could tell at some point in the show they be trying to make their other co-stars laugh especially martin Martin be trying to make his, he is never serious. (laughs) He is never serious. All my life, he's never serious. And you could tell that he be trying to make, like, his co-stars laugh easily. And he does it well because you can also tell, like, if this is recorded in front of a live studio audience, you can also tell, like, it also means, like, this statement also means that they did this in one take. Like, you can tell that they do these in one take because sometimes something happens and, like, Martin will do some unserious shit but be dead ass, bro. And his co-workers or his, like, they will turn their head. Like, if you're black, you know how black people are when they laugh. Like, I don't want to be that person, but, like, it's true. Like, if you're black and you find something funny, you want to run or you want to hide your face or you want to, like, like, move. And you can see it a lot with them. You know, like, the characters, they will turn their head, or they'll walk away, or they'll try to be serious, but it's not. So, I think that's really admirable about Martin, you know? But, why I can't watch this show anymore, why I cannot watch this show anymore, is because Martin is a horrible person. (laughs) Like, him, himself, he's a horrible person, and a shitty-ass boyfriend to his girlfriend, Gina. Like... Literally, guys, Martin runs a podcast. Like, he runs a podcast where, like, he'll basically talk about his relationship on the air, first and foremost, right? And um, what happened? It was, like, an anniversary, right? It was, like, the anniversary of when Gina and Martin said that they loved each other. And um, also, (laughs) let's put a pen in that, right? anniversary loved each other put a pin in that in this show this is about to sound really gen z so if there's anybody listening that's not that did not grow up that watched this like on the air as it was airing you're probably gonna be like huh you don't understand this but like just shut up all right you're 30 years old now at least all right go pay some mortgage all right let me let me do my little younging crap um when you're when i watch martin you can tell that there are a lot of 90s references and, like, a lot of 90s, like, iconic black 90s people cameos, and I don't understand most of them. Like, I got the girl from Saved by the Bell, the black one, or the ambiguous one. I don't know. If she's in the show, for me, she's black. Like, that's what that means. There are only black people in that show. And then there was also Miss... um. Regine from Living Single. Oh my gosh, I love singing. Living. Okay, we'll we'll put a we'll come back to Living Single. But and then there are other ones too. Like you could tell, like infamous black men, and they all be and you can tell too, cause they be looking fine as hell. It's just like uh, y'all love me some black men. Can't hold it back no more. They get on my nerves so much, but at the core, at in my bosom. I love black men, but I'm not going to say it again because I can't say that too loudly because then they be coming out in, like, droves. They'll be like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And they'll be like, yeah, sit down. Ain't nobody talking about you. Not you. 
all right? But yes, Martin runs a podcast, you know? And it's really weird to see that because sometimes he exhibits, like, in sub Oh, also what I was going to say. Oh, God, I'm glad I remembered. Um, Anniversaries and, like, dating, I guess, in the 90s, because you can see that really well in this show, works really quickly. Like, people become boyfriend and girlfriend really fast. So they don't have, like a set date of when they got together because it's like after a first date it seems y'all are like boyfriend and girlfriend so like their anniversaries that Gina has which is the problem that Martin had at that time was that they had too many anniversaries like oh this is the anniversary of our first date and this is the anniversary of the first time this is the anniversary of when we had a first kiss and this is the anniversary of like other to Martin, insignificant events that don't matter. But then this one, this anniversary was the anniversary of when they said, I love you to each other. And for Gina, this was pretty serious. And you could kind of tell, like, she was pretty serious about it, you know? And Martin, he's upset because he's like, he goes on his podcast. He's like, oh, ladies, why do y'all want to have so many anniversaries? Da-da-da. And then men, he'll be like, Call in, let me know what you think. Holla. Oh, he'll go like, what's up? Because this WZUP, whatever. So he'll be like, what's up? And he'll like hit the button. And the men will call in. They'll be like, yeah, Martin, you so right. Why do bitches have so many anniversaries? And he'll be like, that's what I'm saying. Next caller, what's up? And it'll be a girl. She'll be like, Martin, I just think that's a problem with men. Y'all don't be trying. Like, why don't you even remember it? And Martin will be like, blah, blah, blah. Next caller, what's up? And, like, it'll literally be like that. So, like, when women call in, they'll be like, hey, Martin, you're kind of being a little much. He'll be like, ah, shut up. And then a man calls in, and they'll be like, yeah, Martin, I agree with you. He's like, exactly. Exactly. Like, that's what he says every single time. So, he calls in for this anniversary, right? And his boys, Tommy and Cole, they're like, what are you going to get, Gina? Right. And he's like, what do you mean, what am I going to get, Gina? He's like, me. I'm going to give her me. Like, I am the life of the party. What else will she be looking for? And they're like, hmm, I don't And at first they're like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, ha, ha, ha. But then they're like, mm, maybe, I don't know. And he's like, y'all, it's just like another one of those little, silly little anniversaries. Like, it's not going to matter, right? Now they go over to the Tristaria location. It's just Martin. He goes over to Gina's. And... He realizes that Gina took it really seriously. Like, she took this anniversary thing super freaking seriously. I guess for them, this is like, or for Gina, this is the anniversary of, like, when they became official, if you will. And one thing I want to say about Martin and Gina and why I think that Martin is a horrible boyfriend, we will continue, but Martin and Gina, they don't communicate at fuck all. Like, they don't communicate well. And it's really annoying because had Gina communicated to Martin that this anniversary was super important, then maybe he would have taken it more seriously. But in saying that, Martin wasn't going to give it, wasn't going to care. He wasn't going to care anyway. Like, you know? So, Martin was not going to care anyway. So, he comes into Gina's apartment she says she took her really seriously the lighting is dim she's wearing a nice little red dress she has like all these presents surrounding like she took it and she's cooking like a home-cooked meal and Martin is wearing like this bum-ass clothes like not bum-bum clothes but like compared to Gina 
you look like a bum. Like, you look like you literally just showed up and you put no effort into it at all, right? So, Gina was basically like, because Martin was talking about how, oh, oh, yeah. She's like, he's like, baby, you ain't have to give me all these presents. She's like, of course I did, Martin, because I love you. And she's like, where's my present? And he was like, and you know, a man, I feel like at this point in time, would own up to his actions. He would be like, yeah, baby. I'm honestly so sorry. I literally forgot or not. I forgot, but I didn't think this anniversary was as important to you as it is to me. But I promise you, like, I'm grateful and I appreciate, like, I appreciate, like, what we're doing and I'm going to get you a gift. Just not right. Like, I'm going to get you, like, I'm going to get you later, basically. Like, that's what should have happened. But instead, Martin's like, Oh, your gift? <laughs> oh, your gift. Baby, you know what happened? He's like, it's hidden. He's like, oh, he like blindfolds her. And he's like, oh, ready or not, like, go find it, right? And she's like, Martin, <laughs> Let me tell you something about Gina. Gina needs to stand the fuck up and she needs to stand the fuck up quickly. Because she, Martin will lie to her and she will just do what? She'll be like, ee hee hee, Martin, you so funny. Like, no, girl. No, raise her standards just a little bit higher. But, <laughs> but she was like, really, Martin? So Martin, like, blindfolds her and she's like walking around the place. And Martin's like, oh, you're hot, you're cold, yada, yada, yada. But he did not get a present. And basically, he like, and then Gina, sometimes Gina has her moments of smartness because after a bit, she was like, Martin, what's really going on, right? And he was like, oh, damn, baby, Cole was supposed to put your gift in here. I'm going to go to the car real quick and I'm going to get it. He's like, I'll be right back, right? Uh, Martin goes to like a store right before it closes, right like a lingerie store right before it closes to get some lingerie but this is his first time ever being in a lingerie store so he starts acting like a child he's like you know but it ends up that he stays in that place for two hours she comes back sees he comes back with this big ass box he sees gina gina is obviously mad like the food is cold by now the candles are out she is sitting on the couch upset like visually upset and she goes to martin and she was like martin and he's like gina oh i'm sorry ah, ha, ha. i got your gift right here she's like martin it's not the fact that you didn't get me a gift it's the fact that you lied about it and the fact that like this doesn't mean as much to you as it does to me and she's like really being communicative i guess about what she feels and then martin goes ahead he goes you're right gina you're right gina i'm just a horrible boyfriend i'm just gonna he's like i'm just gonna go jump out the window gina it's like martin you did not just say that you know like i feel like i feel like <laughs> i feel like it's i was with somebody that threatened to kill themselves because in response to something I said, <laughs> I would encourage them. Is that bad? I don't know if it's bad. Like, if somebody was in front of me and they were like, oh, Martina, I'll just kill myself. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially if they, like, act in that manner that they're obviously doing it for attention. They're just like, oh, you're right. I'm just a shitty person. I shouldn't even be alive. And I'll just, like, fucking kill myself. I should be like, okay. 
have fun. Let me know how it goes. You know, so that's kind of like what Martin gives because he does that shit a lot. Like Gina will confront him about his actions and she will be upset about it. And Martin will be like, you're right, Gina, you deserve so much better, I have a shitty boyfriend, and sometimes she'll be like, Martin, be serious, but other times she'll, like, keep going until Gina laughs, because, like, he's doing it as a joke, but, like, you learn that his ego is very fragile, you know? So, the episode ends with uh, Martin giving Gina a footstool, because she mentioned it, like, once, and because Gina got because Martin got Gina this sentimental ass thing. She was like, oh my god, Martin, I forgive you. He was like, yeah, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And, like, it, the show ends like that. But another reason why I hate Martin is that in another episode, Martin learns that Gina makes more than him. And he was, you know, like, first he learned that Gina borrowed, like, ten dollars cash for somebody oh here's like a little nerdy math thing that i did i found the convergence of like money like how much something would cost back then versus how much something would cost now and i feel like i'm doing the math right and you would be like oh my gosh but martina you're a math major of course you're doing the math right it's like yeah if you do math you kind of learn that a lot of it like a lot of mathematicians are just guessing but using a really good educated guess like they literally tell us in math to like use your intuition like if this doesn't feel right then it probably isn't you know so that's why I think I did this right because it feels right and it works and it helps me understand it but the number is so large that it makes me feel like it's not right but here's the convergence of like 90s money to like now right so one time in an episode of Martin, they mentioned the fact that Martin's boss for his podcast, for his radio show, borrowed $3 from Martin for condoms, right? And, like, that's a really good specific thing. So what I did <laughs> is that I went online, you know. I don't just search of condoms. Like, how much do average condoms cost and they're like ten dollars twelve dollars like about that much right so (laughs) but we're doing this is a real like teacher moment for me but like I want you have to understand like I want you to understand what we're talking about right so we got three dollar condoms right and that was in the 90s so we know that today in like the 2020s, per se, 2023, or at least I will do like 2023, you know, we know that in 2023, the condoms, let's say, I want to say $10 is a good approximation. Yeah, I feel like $10 is like super good. So we'll just say $10, right? So you have to like find out that math basically is like three times what will give you 10 right so that means that this has to be 10 over 3 and 10 divided by 3 is 3.33 right so that's the value that you're gonna wanna (laughs) that's the value that you're gonna wanna multiply all the um 
I think I'm doing this right. I, I feel like it's wrong now that I have to explain it. But, like, that's the value that you want to, like, multiply everything by to know, like, the convergence of things. But really what I've been doing, we could just make that, like, three, right? If you want to be, like, for real, you could say that's, like, I think that I want to say it's, like, 300%. Like, that's how much is like, gone up. But that doesn't feel right. And I, I haven't been doing math in a really long time since I've gotten, that's a lie. That is a blatant lie. Literally, guys, this is real geeky of me. But I was, but I'm relearning calculus. You're like, relearning calculus. It's like, yes, child, you heard what I said. I am relearning calculus. Like, I am creating a master notebook. I call it the almighty calc notebook of the best calc textbook that I've used. It's called the, <laughs> it's called Early Transcendentals by James Stewart. I used it when I studied calc and I'm going back through it just to review it. Also, just to be a little prepared for grad school. And there are also a couple things I haven't learned. But like, yes, I am relearning calculus. So... I have done math recently. I'm also a math tutor still, so I've been, like, tutoring math. Like, <laughs> I really love math, guys. He, he, he. So we could say that's, like, that's, like, three, right? If you want to find out how much something from the 90s costs to now to see how that works, we multiply it by, like, three, okay? So Gina, so what happened is that Martin... Gina borrowed $10 from, or $5. It was like a quantity. So $10, basically $30 now, our time, from a friend. It was Tommy because she needed to catch a cab. What cab is $30? Is that how much a cab? Wait, how much are How much do cabs cost? I'm literally Googling right now. Tax, taxi calculator, where do you want to start? Child, what is, child, what does this mean? I don't know. I feel like it makes sense, though, because when I be ordering Ubers with my friends, I feel like 30, I feel like $30 is about enough. So, like, yeah. So she got $10 for a cab and Martin was mad because then he said that men only give out money to women because they want something in return. So he was mad at Gina for getting the money from Tommy, their friend, Tommy, by the way, like Tommy's a part of this friend group. Like they are all friends. So Martin was mad at Gina, but the reason why Martin, why Gina didn't get the money from Martin is because she was, um, he was in the shower. So she was like, I'm not going to go bother you because you're, you're in the shower, you know? So that's why she asked Tommy, who wasn't in the shower, and he happened to have the $10 on him. So, but Martin was mad at Gina. And then Pam was like, I don't know why you're making it such a big deal. Gina makes more money than you anyway because Pam is an instigator and she also hates Martin. Hashtag team hate Martin. And, and Martin was like, what? And Gina was like, I got a raise, but I wasn't going to tell you because I knew you would act like this. Isn't that a crazy thing to say? She got a promotion at her job and she did not want to tell her man because she knew that her man would feel insecure. And she's right. 
and she's right because he did feel insecure because literally as soon as that happened he was like he started acting differently because he's like oh i can't provide for my girl and it's like why are you acting like this you know like you're literally the same before and after like nothing has changed except now gina's just like a little bit more comfortable but he goes on his podcast and apparently word gets around town like it's very small selection of people that listen to martin's podcast you know but they all know each other so word gets around town that martin is leeching off of his girl black people are so mean (laughs) black people are so mean and so dramatic and so like guys (laughs) how did we get like this because it's so true like i will also exaggerate a story because it adds to the drama but i would then tell the truth of what actually happened but martin was getting insecure because people didn't think he had money so he started carrying around wads of stacks of cash on him and all of this stuff and he was like look i got money oh you need money Da-da-da-da. martin reminds me of my dad low-key 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 and he's not a great man so like i think that's also why i hate martin it's personal but like we we continue anyway um then there's also like there are so many instances where like martin treats gina just like pure crap and gina just takes it and then one time there was an episode where like martin and gina break up like gina stands up for herself and she's like martin I just don't think that we're good for each other anymore. Yada, 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 yada. And she meets this great guy who also has the same interests as her. Mind you, Martin and Gina barely had the same interests. Like, so she meets this guy that has the same interests as her. It's like in the same like tax bracket as her. He takes her out to like a really fancy restaurant. Um, He's fine. Definitely finer than Martin. Like, definitely. And he would, he's like a perfect match for Gina. But Martin goes to Gina and he basically begs to get Gina back. And Gina's like, okay, Martin, and takes him back. (sighs) Gina, stand up. Gina, please. It's like, I want the best for her. But, like, she is really annoying me. (laughs) And then there's, like, this other time where, um, where gina has this job opportunity like she gets another promotion gina has a job opportunity and she has to move to um new york they're in detroit right now they live that's where this story takes place in detroit so they get to so gina has an opportunity to move to new york and her problem is the why she's going one of the reasons why she's taking it is because martin was once she's like she wants to better herself right but also because Martin is not proposing to her. And she's, like, expressed explicitly how much that she wants her and Martin to be together. But Martin is like, oh, I'm not ready. Like, he always gives, like, these dumbass excuses, right? So, basically, Gina and Martin have an argument. And she, like, and he proposes to her. But the way he proposes to her, he's like, fine, Gina. I, I Will you marry me? Is that what you want to hear? Fine, Gina. It was like... No, that's not what I'm... Nobody wants to hear that, Martin. That was so mean. So Gina leaves, and then she comes back. But... I'm sorry, Yomi. I'm, like, bothering my cat. And she's, like, getting very annoyed with me. But she's not going to say anything. She's just going to be like, ugh. But she's so cute. Everybody say hi to Yomi. She's not very talkative. She just kind of exists. Yomi just exists in her own world. But 
Regina comes back to Detroit because she got to pick up her things. And then Martin proposes to her for real. But the way that Martin proposes to her, he's like, oh, Gina, you deserve so much better than someone like me. Like, he degrades himself throughout the entire proposal. So he makes this proposal just about himself. But Gina is eating it up because at the end of it, she's going to get proposed to. She's like, oh, my gosh, Martin. It's like, girl, please, Gina. Gina, no. So I had to stop watching it because <laughs> I cannot take that from my girl, Gina, any longer. You know, like, I want justice for her. She's so smart, and she's so sweet, and she's so pretty. And she does indeed deserve so much better than Martin. Like, Martin is working some reverse psychology on her. And it is working, bro. And it makes me so sad. Like, girl, that is not a good man for you. Like, she deserves so much better. <laughs> I know I talked... <laughs> This is what this episode, this is what this podcast is about. I feel like it will just be me talking about a topic for 45 minutes. <laughs> but I just had so many things to say and I feel like I had to get that through. Oh my gosh, and then Tisha Campbell, who plays Gina, is in this other show called My Wife and Kids. And I was watching My Wife and Kids and the episodes at the beginning were like super good. And then I watched it with my friend Rianne, and then Kyle, the um, the husband of my wife and kids, he was talking about how he was mad at his wife, Jade. That's how Tisha Campbell is in the show. He was mad at she, Jade again. It's a working businesswoman. She has a job. She has things to do. But Kyle was mad at Jade because he, when he comes home, there's not... <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I keep messing with her foot. And she's aggravated with me. But then I pet her. And it's so fine. Like, Michael was aggravated with Jade because when he came home, there was no food on the table. Like, he came home and there were chores. He came home and there were chores to be done. Like, he was genuinely upset with her because of that. And Jay spent the whole episode proving that she's a super mom and she could do anything. And it was like, girl, why is he mad at you for not? I don't know. 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 Don't quote me on it. But it's like, I don't know. I have no clue. But all I know is that my husband will not be acting like, will not be a Martin and will not be this Kyle, but like, because I'm going to be a professor. I am. It's true. If you don't know that about me, that's like my goal in life, just to be a professor. You know, since I've graduated, what is it with like family members and like just adults in general that always want to know the next step that you're going to take? even after the most recent achievement happened. Like, sometimes you hear about family members and about people getting married and their family members will be like, okay, so when's the baby? And it's like, damn, at my wedding? You're asking, where's the baby at my wedding? Like, that's how it's been for me recently because I just graduated. Yay! I just graduated and people are like, oh, so what are you going to do now? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to grad school. And I'm going into grad school in biomathematics. And I'm going to get my PhD to become Dr. Mark Me, right? To become a doctor. And they're like, oh, okay, do you know what city you want to move to? 
in five years, do I know what city I'm going to move to in five years after I complete my doctorate program? fuck no like no I don't know where I'm gonna go like who knows that off the top of their head like okay well low-key low-key I kind of know but like no one really knows where one is gonna go like I have places that I would like to be but they're like oh do you know what city you want to move to do you know what college you want to teach at no I don't know what college I want to teach at barely bro I chose the college that I'm at right now on a whim I like there like okay so the story of how I chose my college was that I was sitting at this table in physics in my high school right and uh and admissions is that what acceptance letters for my school had just come out I'm gonna try to not get the details about the place I go to but like the people that know that know and if you don't know don't worry about it but like <laughs> but at my school the acceptance letters had come out, and the dude that had gone into it was like, oh my gosh, Martina, you gotta go to this school, you gotta go to the school, it's so good, and he was telling me about, like, the program that he got into, which is, like, specifically for first-gen students, and he was talking about, like, all these other things, magnificent, wonderful, beautiful, glorious things about this school, and I applied to the school because my school was a, my high school was a Title I school, right, so that meant for us that we were so broke that the government and admissions boards for colleges took pity on us and they let us apply to colleges for free. And it was nice. So I took advantage of it. I took advantage of it and applied to every college in Florida. And it wasn't that hard either because, you know, the Comet app basically did everything for you. So I was just like, and send, and send, and send, you know. So I applied to everywhere. And, well, let me giving out my states. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be subtle. This is my state. <laughs> But it's okay. And I just applied to every single school. And I got into my... I got into my current school. And I was like, okay, whatever. And my friend had told me about that. We're not friends anymore. I've heard some interesting things about that man. None of them are good. And it's really funny. But that man convinced me to go to my school. I went home that day. I told my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm going to go to this school. It was like two days after I got accepted like we had officially got our like emails for the school it's like oh if you decide to come here's your email so it's it's been like maybe a week or two after I got accepted and I went to my mom and I was like I'm gonna go to this school and she was like really you don't want to think about it because she wanted me to go to the school that was closest to her and I did not want that at all one of the benefits about this school was that it was four hours away from my mom which was a pro for me because my mom wanted me to go to the school that was like an hour away, an hour and a half. And she was like, oh, you can, I'll come over every weekend or you could come home every weekend. And it was like, what? so what she was telling me was that I would not have space from her, which love her. I love my mom. I love her so incre- incredibly much, but I could not, I couldn't do it. You know, like I had to put me first and I chose the school that was four hours away. And we got to the school and I did not like it here. <laughs> to be real frank with you, I did not like it here. I was like, look, mom, bricks. Is that is that a hill? What? I'm like, girl, this one. And she did not like it. Like she already hated the fact that she drove four hours to get here. But she also did not like the fact that like, she just done, did not like it here. She was like, okay, well, if you like it. And I was like, oh, of course I like it here. When I was, like, lying out my teeth, like, I hated it here. But I think I gained a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome being at my school because low-key, low-key, don't be telling the dean or nothing, right? 
I kind of like it here. I be rubbing my school merch and stuff. Low-key, low-key, like... I, I mean, I like it enough to continue my education here for the next five years. So after everything is said and done, I will have lived in this town for about eight years, which is a crazy statement. So when people ask me, where are you going to go after this? I don't know, but I damn sure ain't staying here. And somebody asked me that. They're like, oh, well, are you going to stay in that town? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Like, no, I am not going to stay in this town. Because after eight years, I got to dip. I think that, I think maybe I want to move to possibly Atlanta. You know, I have family there. I have a baby cousin. And she's growing up over there. And I feel like I want to be a constant part in her life always. But I hate traveling. You know, like, I really hate traveling. So, like, I hate, I hate cars. I hate traveling by car. I hate when I had to do the work to travel. Like, if I had to, if I had the money to book a plane to go everywhere, I would absolutely do it. But I don't have the money to book planes like that, like to book flights. So I just drive, and I don't like driving, even though it's a short distance to get there, but I don't want to drive. So I think that maybe I live, I probably live over there. So, like, when I, so if I were to drive to my cousin, it would be like mad short. But this is under the assumption that like I'm gonna be older and I'm gonna have money and I'm gonna be like at a university with like a big girl professor job and that means that I'll be able to fly like wherever I go I'm gonna make sure that I'm a fly you know so Atlanta's probably not where I'm gonna move but I'm thinking that I want to move to DC like the DMV area I think that's where I need to be because I Going into the bio, bio state at my school, one of the other reasons, like, was which was fortunate for me is that they have a biomathematics program, and I want to do something with data science and healthcare. I don't really know what specifically, but I do know that I want to do it, and I think that it would be really beneficial for me one day to be at a university that's also, like, that has enough um, prestige or has enough, like... Uh, I don't know what the word is, but it has, like, a med school, like, a really known med school attached to it, like, John Hopkins University. Like, I would love to be a professor of math at John Hopkins University, and I have no doubt that if that's something that I really want to happen, that it will come true, because that's just how I am. That's just what I believe. Um, I'm really in this... Anybody that knows me knows that I'm, like, a really spiritual person, and I'm not spiritual... I think my sense of spirituality is really interesting because I do have my little tarot cards and I do love my tarot cards, but that's not all that I do, you know? Like, most of it is just meditation. Most of it is just expressing gratitude for the things that you have and knowing that, like, and knowing that more is coming to you because you get what you deserve. And if you think that you deserve the best, then the best will come to you. I'm a person that believes that karma exists. I express loving and kindness and gentleness to everyone. I think I have a lot of patience for other people, but don't have patience for myself because <laughs> I hate being patient except when it comes to other people. Like, I think that's also what makes me, what makes a good characteristic of a teacher and why I'm going to be an excellent teacher is because I have patience for my students and I really do love that. So I think in general that if if I do the research and I look at John Hopkins and I'm like, oh, that's where I need to be. And 
I think it's going to happen to me. But being in the DMV area, I think would be pretty cool because I also have a cousin that lives up there and she's she's a cool cousin. <laughs> she's a cool cousin. Like I know that I would love to be by her just like just in general. Like I feel like she's definitely somebody that I would love to spend like my my early adulthood with because I feel like we share a lot in common what in common (laughs) not that I don't have something in common with my other cousin like I like they're sisters like Dana and Colleen hi guys they're sisters and they are my favorite cousins but to be real frank with you I just don't know my other cousins but that's not to say that I want to get to know them like I don't I am not in a mood to get to know people and I know Dana and Colleen all my life so they (laughs) so like they're my favorite cousins by default and I would love to be by Dania, just in general. Not that I don't want to be by Colleen. Colleen, if you're listening to this, you literally heard me say I'm going to be in Atlanta for that baby. Like, that's not to say I don't want to be by you either. But I think that being up there in the DMV area would be super cool. Another pro of living in Atlanta is that my aunt just moved down there. But again, I'm a half freaking flyer, Miles. I don't know what it's going to be in that point in time of my life where I have freaking flyer, frequent flyer miles. I'm going to be so excited. Y'all, I'm going to be a real bougie bitch. Like, I'm going to be a real rich bougie bitch, but humble. Of course, of course, I'll be humble. Never forget my roots. I'm going to be a bougie bitch. Like, that black girl luxury lifestyle, like, if you search it up on Pinterest, that's going to be me. Like, the person I'm going to be with, I, I have a high, very strong, inherent feeling that the person I'm going to be with is gonna be a black man because I love black men above all else like yes I am a bi girl but like it goes black men black women else (laughs) and else doesn't mean that I don't like them but like it's like if I'm with you but a fine ass black man was like hey girl I'd be like I'm gonna catch you later and that's just the truth if a black girl I like black girls that look like me (laughs) like locks glasses septum like, oh my God, you're a girl who probably has a crystal on her. Oh my God, you're a girl with taste. Yes. But I but I think that my future partner that I'm probably going to spend the rest of my life, life with is going to be a black man, right? And who's to say that we won't both be up there in the DMV area? You know, like, you know, low-key, low-key guys, I feel, like, I feel like we're getting comfortable with each other. I feel like we talked to each other long enough. We got to know each other. You know how sometimes people are like, Oh, um, somebody in the friend group got to take one for the team and they got to have a baby. I'd be mad quiet in those situations, right? Because I know damn well, because I feel like I know damn well I'm going to be somebody that's married young. And that's not to say that like, oh, she's going to marry young, but she's going to get divorced later on. Like, no, guys, I am. I told you I'm going to find the love of my life. Like he is in this vicinity. I don't know where he is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's doing. Like, I do believe that there's someone out there whose intentions and beliefs align along with me. And I know he's black and I know he's like 5'10 and I know he has a nice beard and a nice sense of style. And he's probably a sneakerhead. I know these all these things for a fact. He's probably as spiritual for me. Like, he exists. Like, there are 7 billion or whole many, many people on this earth, and you think that one person for you doesn't exist? That's bullshit. Like, you can say the person that you want, and manifesting it is not even, like, the correct word, right? It's not manifestation. It's just, like, you know this person exists. Uh, Help me look for them. Like, give me a telescope. 
You know, like, I know this person exists. So when people are like, oh, someone's going to take one for the team. It has to have a baby. Blah, 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 blah. Guys, don't tell my mom either because she wants me to get married and have kids. And I, like, I'm an active, like, person who's like, no, right, when I tell her. But low-key, 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 give me two years. <laughs> give me two years. All of y'all heard of, like, all of my friends were like, oh, my God, someone's going to take one for the team. Who's going to get married? Who's gonna, it's going to be me, guys. It's definitely going to be me. Just give me a second. I have to find him. I have to find him first. He's very hard to find, right? Very stubborn. But, and he's probably also Sagittarius. That's just a feeling. I think that also he's like the dad friend of the group because I'm like the mom friend. So I think it would be really nice. So we're like the mom and dad friend. Like he's the one that has like a big ass car and is driving people around. I'm the one with my big ass bag. Probably got snacks in it. Definitely water. I always got water on me. I always got water on deck. But yeah. Y'all just give me two years. Like, I'll definitely be married. Give me, like, five years, and I'll have a kid. Like, like everything just takes time. But just give me time. Like, I know what's going to happen. Like, I am, I feel like, personally, <laughs> I feel like, personally, I'm just meant to be married. And I don't know if it's just because I'm a cancer son. And I don't know if it's just because I'm naturally nurturing. But also, oh. The music's still playing. But also, I feel like I'm meant to be, like, a matriarch of my family. Does that make sense? Like, children of Abraham, but except as children of Frederica. Frederica's my mom, and then it's me. Like, I carry on the bloodline and, like, the everything of my mom. I feel like I'm meant to be a matriarch of my family. And I also feel like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm destined for great things. But in a niche way like I think I'm gonna be very successful academically I feel like I'm gonna do something successful in that field but I also think when it comes to family life I feel like I'm gonna be a person that low-key low-key I'd be saying that I don't want kids but anybody that knows me knows damn well I'm about to have three kids two boys and a girl as y'all know I get boy mom like there's just some things that I can't hold on that I can't hide any longer like, and I feel like I'm about to be a matriarch of my family. I don't know. I just feel it in my bones. Like, my household is about to be a matriarchal household. My husband will be a stay-at-home dad because he will have a work-from-home job. And I will be out in the field teaching kids and spreading the beautifulness of Martina. <laughs> but I guess I guess that's also my philosophy, I suppose, because sometimes I, like, I feel like, I'm a person who has a lot of things to say, but it's also welcoming to be around. I get that a lot from people. I get that I'm like a warm person to be around that you could talk to and not feel judged by. But I also feel like I give like life advice and like just general things. So I feel like, man, where am I going with this? No clue. And you know what? I'm not going to pretend to find that thought either. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by my memory loss this episode is sponsored by memory loss uh this episode is also sponsored by the son who is giving yomi yame <laughs> he's giving my who's heck who's giving my cat yomi wonderful vitamin d she's just sunbathing chilling in the sun but also after this i'm about to go to my friend's house we're going to the pool. I love the pool. I love being a summer baby. I don't care. 
And I think it's because, like, I think that summer is the best month, not only because I'm born in it, but because who doesn't love the sun? Low-key, (laughs) low-key. I be loving getting darker. Like, I feel like growing up black, a lot of the time, you get shunned upon for, like, being dark, you know? Like, don't get darker, you know? But, like, in the summer, I feel like the melanin and the richness of it just, it's just, like, you know, like, it's up there. No, and it's really nice. I feel like it feels nice. And, yeah. Well, I hate to say it, guys, but I'm coming to the end of my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a really fun time. I really did. I I enjoyed this. I'm sorry that this podcast came out late. Um, Listen, guys, I was going through it because I recorded a podcast episode before this. Like, I had it in time, but then I realized that I didn't like it, and I wasn't about to post something that I didn't like. But in return, you know, because of that, I also, like, recorded something that could possibly be turned into a YouTube video, um, which I'm really excited for. If anybody's wondering, like, oh, Martina, what's your YouTube channel like? Like, what's your da-da-da? Like, it's going to be a lot of, like, a study with me is because I'm going to be in college for the next, not college, it's not college, I'm in grad school, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to be in grad school for, like, the next five years getting my PhD, so they're going to be definitely a lot of study with me. It's a lot of productive things. I think I want to, like, create my own digital planner at some point so I think I might create a video and upload that but if not I'm definitely going to do like a notion chore (laughs) on that um a lot of day in the lives just like aesthetically chill green because I do have like a lot of plants in my vicinity um type of videos so and also starring Yomi my cat who was always the star of the show and if you're really into that it'd be really nice if you subscribe to my youtube channel you won't guess what it's titled actually you will it's called martina m.a.r.t.y.n.a.n.a and that is also my instagram handle m.a.r.t.y.n.a.n.a and if you're wondering if i have a twitter i do but don't worry about it you don't need to know her um i also have a tiktok under the same name i don't post on there it has literally one video but you know if you're feeling if you're feeling really extra generous, then that would be nice too. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful day wherever you are. Thank you for joining me for this hour, and I will see you next time. Be blessed, or that was a weird thing to say. Actually, I don't know. Still be blessed. Uh, mashallah. You know. <laughs> uh, have a great day. Bye.